0: Blog Talk Radio. These words, redistribute the wealth, economic equality, are buzzwords that our own president has used. There is history, there's quantifiable data to
1: prove that these buzzwords, this economic philosophy that he's touting, does
0: not work. It's capitalism versus collectivism, and collectivism fails. How many more industries will Obama fail? He's a six trillion dollar man, hoping change it was a scam. Every baby born owing fifty grand to Uncle Sam. You didn't build that, you didn't build that. That's Obama style. You didn't build that, you didn't build that. That's Obama style. Six trillion dollar man doesn't have a budget plan. Basic economics is something he doesn't understand. You didn't build that, you didn't build that. That's Obama style. You didn't build that, you didn't build that. That's Obama you're telling me he's leading, i just tell you you are blind, sensitive term he's golfed over a hundred times taking 61 vacations is he out of his mind and he's bowing to Saudi kings he must be out of his spine he's demonizing success with pay your fair share which is pure hypocrisy he's a multi-millionaire don't you dare claim you build a business from scratch cause as the old Obama saying go, he didn't build that, you didn't know that. He, he's King George and we compose the colonies when terrorists attack he issues them apologies added to trib- into the debt, cause that's Obama policy. Since be your brother's keeper, but won't help his own in poverty, he's putting off the debt on the backs of the children. Can't create a net job, but promise two million. Obama can't raise his taxes by 500 billion. We gotta vote him out if we want the country healing. Uh. He's a six trillion dollar man, hoping change it was to scan. Every baby born, owing 50 grand to Uncle Sam. You, you didn't to build that. that, you didn't build that. that. That's Obama's style, you, you didn't that. You didn't build that. That's Obama style. Six trillion dollar man doesn't have a budget plan. Basic economics is something he doesn't understand. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. That's Obama style. You didn't build that. You didn't build that. That's Obama style. Spreading the wealth is absolutely not charity. You really want America with shared prosperity? That means what you earned. You. Don't get to keep, he says we're going forward off a cliff. Yeah, a big leap, but he's a collectivist, so what can you expect? He wants you to sign your check over to the IRS. Biden's countless gas on my numbness to observe. He spelled out jobs as a three letter word. Oh, farmer doesn't like to leave, he'd rather be dancing. 40 grand, a plate, with up at Clooney's mansion. See, Clint Eastwood made this very evident. Every time you see an empty chair, you see. The president. When you're going to get gas, don't you feel you're being robbed? Well, the Keystone Pipeline is a shovel ready job, and I'm so tired of this barrage. The hero drama steal Team Six, got Osama, not Obama. He's a six trillion dollar man, hoping change it was a scam. Every baby born owing 50 grand to Uncle Sam. You didn't build that, you didn't build that, that's Obama style. You didn't build that, you didn't build that. That, that, that's Obama style. Six trillion dollar man doesn't. Have a budget plan Basic economics is something he doesn't understand You didn't build that, you didn't build that That's Obama style You didn't build that, you didn't build that, didn't build that. Didn't build that. That's Obama style So this is the abomination that we're living in $50,000 of debt per citizen 23 million Americans out of a job The so, door so opportunity, it needs a new knob He spent $5.4 trillion. So remember this fall, if we realize there's no future at all. Cut the spending now. Oh, yeah, before I forget, young Americans have to pay back that national debt. He's a six trillion dollar man, hoping change it wasn't scam. Every baby born owing oh, 50 grand to Upper sand. You didn't build that, you didn't build that. That's Obama style. You didn't build that, you didn't build that. that. That's Obama style. Six trillion dollar man doesn't have a budget plan. Baby born owing 50 grand to Uncle Sands. You didn't build that, you didn't build that. That's Obama style. You didn't build that, you didn't build that. That's Obama style. Six drunken job of man doesn't have a budget plan. Basic economics is something he doesn't understand. You didn't build that, you didn't build that. That's Obama style. You didn't build that, you didn't build that. That's Obama style.
2: I saw something today in the news that I thought was um, kind of disturbing because it's one of the warning signs that I've been looking for. The two for. different um, traps that America is
0: on. We're is storing a, York, a truly uh, authentic, benevolent free market is where the entrepreneur four years ago or so. can
2: flourish. And, and, hard- and I remember thinking, I think it was right around TARP. Nobody was paying attention to the economic meltdown at the end of the Bush administration. And I thought, we are in trouble. And I was putting my flag up, and I thought, I should hang this upside down, but people would go crazy if I did. But I was trying to think, how do I get people's attention? Flying your flag upside down with the stars on the bottom is the traditional signal for distress. If you're on a boat, that means help. We're in trouble. I was tempted to do it, but I didn't. I thought better of it, and it wasn't appropriate at the time. I raised the flag as I had another thought. Boy. If I ever start seeing people start to really do that, flying the flag upside down, we are going to be in real trouble. Well, more and more people are actually now doing it. Larry Guerreri, um, he is a Vietnam veteran from the Pittsburgh area. He's one of them. He started doing it the day after the election. Watch. Larry Guerreri fought beneath the flag in Vietnam, but outside his Dorseyville home today, it's flying upside down. That's a sign of distress. And this country's in distress right now. Larry makes no effort to hide his feelings about President Barack Obama. This Benghazi
3: incident, he left them four people there to die. I, I, that's just the way I feel about it.
2: So his flag flies in protest. Larry isn't the only veteran uh, in the area doing it. The flag has been flown upside down in these circumstances before. It's not a new method of protest by any means, and it is, believe it or not, a respectful uh, means of protest. But as more and more people, God forbid, start to do it, I believe the meaning behind it will begin to change, or at least people will start to really take notice. We are entering a new phase now. And we have to um, check ourselves before we wreck ourselves. Um, something else is happening, kind of along these lines. The White House has a website called whitehouse.gov. There's a new, interesting, and I believe stupid trend. It is the administration's website where they ask for direct feedback. Uh, and they say, We started this We the People program. And what you do is you come in here and you post petition, uh, petitions. And it, you can request us to do anything, action from the federal government. And if 25,000 people are more, then the president has to respond, and we will. As of noon today, no less than 36 states have residents posting petitions requesting peaceful secession from the union. On their state's behalf Uh, and check this out what a shock Texas leads the way when I got up this morning Texas had last night it had 25,000 signatures this morning it had 60,000 signatures now over 80,000 signatures by their own White House rules if a petition acquires more than 25,000 Within a month of posting, the White House must issue a response. And I don't think they're going to have a problem responding. To begin with, there is no such thing as a peaceful secession from the Union. Uh, It was um, settled in the Civil War. I don't happen to agree with it. I don't think the Constitution is a suicide pact, but that's the way it is. If you want to secede, there will be war. Some feel the suggestion itself is treasonous. I don't. Read the first couple of lines of the Declaration of Independence. But over 80,000 citizens now have submitted, and this is where it gets crazy, their personal information in, associate, in association with this request. And that's just Texas. Do you think saying, hey, I think we should secede, and sending your name and address and everything else is a good idea to send it to the White House? I would suggest that most of these people are just trying to make a point with this new public platform. I don't think a lot of people actually believe it, but I'm sure some people do. A lot of them are growing increasingly serious about it, not out of a hate of anything, but as a fear that we are going to destroy the Constitution and the very fabric of the Republic and they will hold on to a remnant rather than lose it all. They take the ideals in the Declaration of Independence very seriously. Michael E. posted the first of the secession request on behalf of the state of Louisiana, using phrases from the Declaration of Independence. Um, and he used, the, he used the phrases liberally in his petition. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with one another. That's how it starts. That's at the heart of the request. Dissolving the political bands which have connected them. And it's appropriate. It's an appropriate reference to the document, especially when done with respect and reverence as the Declaration of Independence was. They were beseeching and saying, please, just leave us alone. However, as Lincoln might say, take care. This is exactly the kind of fuel the president will use to order measures to protect the republic. And he'll have the Department of Homeland Security at his disposal to enforce them. Not a lot of people are reporting on this. I didn't think it was even possible, but yes, indeed it is. October 26th, Obama signed his 141st executive order. It happened 10 days before the election, and no one in the mainstream media reported on it. It greatly expanded the influence of homeland security on local law enforcement agencies. The goal is just to create partnerships between the DHS and local police. Oh, nice-sounding word, partnership. Partnership. When the federal government teams up with local police agencies, the liberty of private citizens is always at stake. Suddenly those, what was it, 175,000 hollow-point bullets of the Social Security Administration and how many millions of Department of Homeland Security that were bought last summer starting to make a little more sense, aren't they? If the government begins arming itself against the citizens at the federal level, and starts to say, by the way, we're your new state police, that would indeed be the point in the course of human events where it becomes necessary to dissolve political bans. The TSA, the NDAA, and the DHS all represent federal mandates to violate the privacy of citizens of this country on the grounds that it's necessary for your protection. We cannot allow the DHS to become a domestic police force. This is something that people have dismissed since the day this president got into office. They will never look at his own words, but it is what the president wants. From the first election, in his own words, watch. We
0: cannot continue to rely only on our military in order to achieve the national security objectives that we have set. We've got to have a civilian national security force that's just as powerful, just as strong, just as well-funded
2: as the U.S. military, and that's what they're building. Government is expanding its power over citizens. Secession is not an option. Contact your governor and tell him to get your state's gold back into its own treasury. Take charge of your children's education. Make sure they are learning from you. Do your part and change the media. It is going to take all of us doing all of the things that we each have our own God-given talents and responsibility over. Because the next step is drive the righteous from among them. And that's when things get really dicey.
3: All right, folks. Welcome.
2: I saw something today in the news that was um, kind of disturbing because it's one of the warning signs that I've been...
3: Welcome to an hour of the C. Robert Jones Situation Report. With me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. Today's date... November 13th, 2012. I'm coming to you from Old Town Alexandria, United States of America, planet Earth, third planet from the sun. I've been off the air since um since the night of the election when the returns began to come in late in the evening and as each state fell to Obama, Pennsylvania, Ohio, I understood that Mitt Romney's chances of becoming president were were doomed. And thus, our Our hopes of overturning Obamacare, of fiscal responsibility, of virtually saving the union, were dashed. I'm going to say something right now that I suspect may get me in a little bit of trouble. But I'm going to say it anyway, because I've got a lot of money. And I can pay a lot of lawyers. During Lincoln's time, when a certain individual by the name of John Wilkes Booth felt that the President of the United States was tearing the country apart that the United States of America would no longer be the country that he loved and cherished. He sought to take matters into his own hands. Now, I've never agreed with that. I've never understood it. I think the act was stupid and futile. but one thing's changed after this election. One thing has changed regarding my thoughts concerning the assassination of President Lincoln and John Wilkes Booth. I now understand how he felt after the election, the re-election, of President Lincoln. I simply understand now how he must have felt. I wish no ill will toward the President of the United States. I pray for him and I pray for this country. But I just want to tell you, I understand what he must have been feeling Liberals often like to compare President Barack Obama to the former President Abraham Lincoln. The comparison is usually dismissed as laughably, well, just laughable. But judging by one unexpected bit of fallout from Tuesday's election, it could well end up being accurate in just one respect. Like Lincoln, Obama's facing ...request by citizens of numerous states to secede from the Union. Now, I am a historian. And to my knowledge, this has only happened once. One other time. However, unlike with Lincoln, these requests are peaceful... ...and highly unlikely to do anything at all except generate news headlines... A massive number of petitions are currently circulating on Change.org, a website designed to call for action by the, federal, by the federal government or private institutions on particular causes, calling for particular states to be granted permission to succeed, to secede. My question here: is this what we've come to? Is this what we've come to as a nation? I mean, I'll ask it again. This guy was supposed to bring us all together, wasn't he? He was supposed to usher in no red states, no blue states, only the United States of America, etc., etc., etc. And yet we have none of that. We have states wishing to secede from the Union because they believe that this president is inept, and cannot do the job. Now, here's my thinking on this whole subject. (sighs) A great many people, a great many people believe, a great many citizens believe that President Obama needs more time to correct And fix the economy. That four years wasn't enough. He said this many times. And apparently a lot of people believe it. And they approve. Of the way that he's doing his job. That's how our democracy works. And I can appreciate that. I can appreciate it. I don't agree with it. But I can appreciate it. And You know what? You can't have it both ways. We live in a republic. We have elections. The people speak. Presidents are elected whether you like them or not. Whether you agree with the outcome or not. I do not agree with this outcome. I believe that this president is inept. I believe that this president is not equipped with the tools necessary to get us out of this horrible situation we find ourselves in, and it's getting worse every day. But like I said earlier, on Southern Census Show, comes on at 2 p.m., I believe that during the course of the next couple of years, even Democrats, liberals, are going to come around. The President of the United States right now has nothing to lose. Nothing to lose. He's got nothing to concern himself with regarding re-election or anything like that. And I suspect that over the course of the next two years, the President of the United States is going to self-destruct. And even liberals are going to be running for cover. Because all the things that the the conservatives have been saying over the last couple of years and during the course of this election, about the fiscal cliff, about jobs, about our economy overall, and the safety of this great nation, Obama will not do anything about those things. And I don't believe that even liberals want to live in a banana republic or a Greece I don't believe it for a minute. And that's where we're headed. Now, I spent the next day, the day after the election, I hopped on a plane and I headed for St. Martin. And I spent a week on St. Martin. Now, St. Martin is not my first choice. St. John in the Virgin Islands is my first choice to retire to. I was looking at a nice little villa there. Uh, it's like a two, it's like a, It's like it has two uh, residents, one that I can rent out if I so choose and one on the bottom for living. Or I could live in both if I want. Cost a hefty penny, but I was all set to pull the trigger. Now I've had a change of heart. You see, the U.S. Virgin Islands, St. Thomas and St. John, are U.S. territory. So what I'm planning to do, once things really get bad, is move my operations to St. Martin. Yeah, I'm one of those people who are actually going to go Galt. I'm not one of those people who say if so-and-so gets elected, I'm leaving the country. And then, like, don't. No, I'm going to actually leave the country and head over to St. Martin and wait out the storm there. Oh, yeah, I'll come back once a Republican is in office. But I've already made inroads into buying property there. I'm going to pick up my toys, my ball, and go home to St. Martin. Once the deal is done, I'm going to start moving my finances and stuff there. Because I suspect, ladies and gentlemen, that this president does not mean well for this country. I suspect that he has no idea what he's doing. And it's, it's sad that so many Democrats simply don't see it that way. I was shocked. I was shocked at the results of this election. Surely, the president has no idea what he's doing. He's been doing a terrible job this whole time. But all of a sudden, a month before the election, the unemployment number miraculously goes down. All of a sudden... Nobody wants to talk about Benghazi and the four Americans killed. Except people at Fox News. You want this guy so bad? You want this guy in office so very badly? You got him. You've got him. Let's see how this all works out. Because I tell you what. When things really start getting bad, St. Martin's gasoline is slightly less than $4 a gallon. But you know what? That's going to seem like chump change (laughs) compared to what's coming here. And I don't need to drive on St. Martin. It's a small island. I can walk where I need to go. All I need is some groceries... And I'm good. So let's see how this all plays out. Because I'm hitting the bricks. And I'm not playing either. It's embarrassing. It is embarrassing... The call-in number is 347 You're listening to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report, and we'll be right back.
0: The eagle-born to those who pledged their lives in sacred honor was smiled upon by God and freed from chains and iron collar.
2: He is held aloft on unity and by history revered. For preserving peace through strength, his wings now reach across two hundred years.
0: The each of those in one year more, God has smiled upon the core from the Barbary coast to the eastern sand by sword, by gunner by bare hand. So it has been and shall be Wade. Though many are born, few are made. Faithful always they shall remain. Dogs to loose when war is waged. They have always defended this nation. Good afternoon, and welcome to another exciting episode of Southern Sense here on Blog Talk Radio. I'm the hostess with the just the radio chick, Annie, along with the coolest co-host, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Cool Mike. Good afternoon, Annie. Thank you for that beautiful introduction, as always. Southern Sense with the radio chick, Annie, as you just heard, Tuesdays and Fridays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time.
2: Live and direct with Cheeky Rock Yo yo, ah,
0: <laughs> yo yo, what's going on, my people? What's going on, my people? key loves his peeps. He loves his radio family, and you can join him Monday and Wednesday at 9 p.m. Eastern, and Saturdays at four. Stay up late for conservative prime time. Hello everybody and welcome to conservative primetime i'm your host ggt speaking of a little less on, bark and a little more bite conservative primetime is come not on, a show on. to relax to it'll get you going weeknight at 11:30 p.m eastern time
2: and of course the headmaster himself
0: In the interest of full disclosure, I have had just a little bit to drink. (laughs) And catch the Situation Report weeknight at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. This is a group of patriotic internet radio hosts, and they would very much like you to join them. And brush your teeth.
3: I mean, tell your friends. All right. Welcome back, folks, to the C. Robert Jones Situation Report with me, your host, Dr. C. Robert Jones. I was just uh, reading some uh, verbiage in the chat room and uh, Dart Star Internet Radio, whose show I must check out after after that, uh, after this comment here. And, um, and Dart Star writes, uh, this country has been good to you, and you're leaving. If it's good for you when you think you you're, you want to leave, bye. I will call. I don't understand your thinking. But maybe being a nom vet and being blown up would change. Not sure what that means exactly. But I'm sure there's a point there. But here's the thing. What I'm doing is I'm setting things up. I'm buying property on St. Martin. A lot of Americans are doing it. As I found out when I spent the week there last week, you'd be surprised at how many Americans were on that island the same time I was looking to invest and looking to buy property. I counted 14 just that week, and that doesn't seem like a lot. No, fourteen's not really a lot. But think about it. Think about it. It's, it's not a lot. But that's just one island. And there are hundreds of them. And lots of other places. Now, I'm setting things up. I'm setting up my retirement home. I'm 50 years old. And if this country goes the way I think it's going to go under President Obama, and apparently 47% want it to go his way, they believe in what he's doing. If, If he winds up pretty much wrecking this economy even worse than it is now, and gas spikes, electricity spikes, food prices go sky high, unemployment rises to rampant levels, You've got 30 states that want to secede from the union, even though it's very much symbolic. Think about it. All this at the hands of one man? What, what was the point of voting for him? He has pretty much turned this country upside down. He's made a mess of this country. We're no longer a unified country. Even symbolically unified. Imagine what he's going to do for the next three years. Four years. It's only going to get worse. And I'm thinking, I'm 50 years old. Why should I have to put up with it? Why should I have to be forced to buy health care? Why should I be forced? forced into, quote, shared prosperity, end quote. Why should I have my liberties taken away? A lot of people can't afford to leave. They can't afford to just pack up and move to another country or a nice exotic island. But I can. And you know what? I'm going to before, well, before I can't. Before it becomes too expensive before President Obama decides that I've got too much stuff, and that I should share it, share my prosperity with someone else. Now, Dart Star writes in the chat room of Dart Star Internet Radio. I suspect it's a blog talk radio show i I hope. Smart men like yourself, your country needs you to get it right. Yes, indeed. I couldn't agree more. But you know what? I did my part. I voted. I voted for the person I thought would do the best job. President Obama won. And I assume that he won fair and square. And I assume that a great many people in this country agree with his policies, as he stated. I don't agree with his policies. I think his policies are going to wreck this country. Should I just stay here and watch this all happen? What can I do? There's nothing that I can do. I am not a politician. I'm not a member of Congress. I'm not a member of the Senate. All I can do is wait this clown out and hope That he winds up being impeached, or, you know, just doesn't make too much of a mess before his time is up. But quite frankly, neither of those things seem likely. It's now an unquestionable reality. That the United States is no longer the beacon of freedom and hope for all mankind like it used to be. As America virtually careens toward not only a fiscal cliff, but a societal, societal cliff. Theories abound as to why, as to why. including changing demographics and technology, but the answer is relatively simple. It's relatively simple. An increasing number of people in the United States in their pursuit of lives of relative ease have turned their backs on basic rules of human behavior. Those basic rules espoused by Judeo-Christian teachings and have instead placed more and more trust not in God, but in, but in man. One man in particular, they've placed their trust in, their lives and their fortunes. The moral fiber of a country and the religious basis upon which the United States and European nations developed is being replaced by a misguided faith in one man. In people. Now, although mankind has accomplished great things, the human race has always been overwhelmingly susceptible to its base nature. Now, we've known this throughout history. The historic consequences of repudiating established moral and ethical guidelines is a society that gradually and inevitably inevitably becomes devoid of humility, honor, decency, and respect. We've seen this with the Roman Empire. We've seen this with many empires. We've seen this with with the United Kingdom, with the British Empire. How many times do we have to see this? America is not yet 300 years old. And we are on the threshold of oblivion. Who doesn't believe that there is really such a thing as a fiscal cliff? Who who among you, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, doesn't actually believe that we're spending more than we're taking in? And who among you doesn't believe that you can tax the rich and the wealthy 100 percent, and it wouldn't help anything at all, anything at all. And yet, the President of the United States, who espouses just this, was reelected, and I, I submit that the president has been reelected by people who want to see this country fail. They want to see this country get its come up Because I can't for the life of me understand how all those people who went to vote for Obama, they're they're not all stupid. They have to understand simple math. Simple math. And understand that you cannot continue to spend more than you take in. And taxing and vilifying those people... Those successful people who create jobs, who 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 are responsible for paying people, who pay taxes, how vilifying those folks and overtaxing them is simply going to help speed up the process of destroying this nation. How could you not understand that and then go into the voting booth and vote for the guy? No, I believe those people who voted for Obama understand exactly what – the consequences are, and are rooting for those consequences to occur. The major casualty of this evolutionary process is the abandonment of God-given rights of life, liberty, and eventuating in a collapse or violent overthrow of this society. How long is it going to take Before Greece comes to America, when we run out of money, and all you freeloaders out there can't get your free shit, then what? Are you going to blame George Bush? Are you going to blame the Republicans? Or are you going to blame that clown who currently resides in the Oval Office for another four years, that idiot Finally, finally, will you blame the President of the United States, the current one, for making, for facilitating what will, in, what will inevitably be a life of misery for you? Now, me, Dr. C. Robert Jones, the third. I don't have to take it. I can leave town. I can leave the country. I can go someplace where it's all good. And there are plenty of those places. I've done my job. I For 32 years, I protected my country as a United States Marine, starting... At the tender age of 17, just three months into my 17th birthday. And I reap reap rewards and benefits for that. Ribbons and badges, rank, high order, decorations of every kind, and a great education. And some would say, hey, the government took care of you. Well, yeah, but, you know, I was shot a few times, stabbed a couple of times, blown up. And almost every day of my life, for 18 months at a stretch, I could have been killed many, many, many times over. So I kind of paid for all my own stuff with my own blood. while enjoying almost every minute of it, by the way. But I built a successful business. And even as a young Marine, I invested wisely. And let's face it, I come from a family of means. So I can actually leave. But what about everybody else? What about you who can't leave? You're stuck here. Under an oppressive regime that is the Barack Obama. You know what? All you folks out there who voted for that clown, I don't, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to be vindictive or mean spirited here, but you're getting what you deserve. You know, I'm trying to look at it, uh, uh, well, we have a call on the line. So let's take our call. You're listening to the C Robert Jones situation report. Caller, you're on with the C Robert Jones situation report with me, Dr. C Robert Jones.
1: Hey, how are you doing today? It's Marcel calling in.
3: Hey, thanks for calling Uh, in. Go ahead.
1: I I wanted to comment on that. You posted about all the states succeeding and on that, they were like, what are they going to do when, when all their resources run out and they end up becoming third world countries inside of another country. Mm. But Mm -hmm. that's not, let's move on to that. Let's move on to that. Um, you say all the people who voted for Obama is going to end up being, you know, regretting what they did. Yeah. And I'm asking, like, what, what would be the other option? Do you want people to be poor? Do you want people to be poorer than what they are? I mean, the no. left I mean, the, the right side is always telling people, "We well, got to pull yourself up by your bootstraps. You got to do this. You got to do that." But people Every, are already been doing well,
3: that. Think. This thing is, let me let me let me let me let me answer you. Not everybody is going to be rich because if everybody's rich, nobody is. It's not. This is not how the system well, works. Well, no, no, there's no
0: problem. I have no problem. You with know, stuff. and I don't.
3: And I don't give a damn if somebody's poor or not. I couldn't care less. I was once poor. You know, I was once that guy who would take his guns to the pawn shop so I could get something to eat. I still, I still lament the time and and and, and regret the time I took my four hundred dollar. BetaMax uh, video recorders to the pawn shop. Ah, BetaMax. That's right. It cost me $400 in 1982 and I couldn't afford to get it out of the pawn shop because but I needed the money to get something to eat. But now think about it. You had
1: a $400. You gave $400 for a BetaMax.
3: Which no, no, no. I I, I got I get, I got it on credit from uh from from Marshall Field. So oh, I, okay. but, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. No, but
1: still you had you had the money you had the credit and the means to afford yeah. the Betamax TV. Yeah,
3: yeah, today yeah.
1: today people can't afford people can't afford most things.
3: But but and you they know have
1: what? to go to the pawn shops
0: every week
1: in order to pay the in order to pay the bills that they need. And I'm not right. talking cable bill, internet bill, I'm talking like lights and shit. And well,
3: rent. Yeah, and I, you know what? And I and I, I sympathize with that and I agree with and I understand it 'cause I I was once that guy, seriously. I was once that guy, even as a young Marine. I needed to go to the Red Cross to help pay to, to, to feed my my young family as a marine, so I understand all that but but it's not my responsibility it 's not, it's not anybody's responsibility to take care of someone else it's not the, gov- it's, the government should not be about the business of telling me who I should help. I do that on my own. Shared prosperity means the government takes from me forcibly in the form of taxes and gives to someone else. I don't think the government
1: does that already, and say the government, but the government needs to be able to pay for things like the military. Like, you know, once you were in, they have to take taxes from that. They have to be able to build roads and bridges. They have to take taxes from that. Okay, so what's the big right. deal with taking money from you a little bit not even not even your whole paycheck like three percent of your mm-hmm. paycheck to feed a mother of a mother who has two kids who has to work but mm-hmm. every month she has to wonder okay how I'm gonna get this rent paid All right here's what here's pay. what's wrong
3: here's what's wrong with it Roads don't build themselves Somebody's got to build the roads and I'm willing to pay for building the roads because I drive on the roads The military protects this great nation because over the course of human history, there's always somebody who's going to want to take what you've got and they're willing to either kill you for it or die to get it. So those things are necessary. It's not necessary for that mother of two to have my money. Because that mother of two, you know, we're all born equally, but we're not equal. There's those of us who are smarter, there are those of us with more drive. There are those of us with less those are those of us who are not as smart. That's not my fault. If your mama did not have you know get get the proper prenatal care so that your brain your fertile brain you were smart enough to to take care of yourself and look out for yourself, that's not my problem and it's I couldn't care question. less,
1: but that's not the thing. The thing about it is. It's not, you know, who has. But in this day and age, it's not about who's smarter, who's this. Yeah, that's, it is. It's, no, it's not. It's, yeah, it is. Actually, about who has the most money. Who,
3: who? Who? How do you get the most money? Have you? Let, let me ask you this. Have you seen the, the 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 series on the History Channel called "The Men Who Who Built America or Made America"? I had a lot to do with that. Have you seen that?
1: No, I have not.
3: Watch that, because all of those men, Carnegie, Vanderbilt. All of them.
1: But you're I'm talking, talking out, about no. Old, no, no listen,
3: what, what, I'm talking about men who built America, who started out, each and every one of them, dirt poor, with no money, none, mind you, and worked their asses off to become very wealthy men and risked everything to do that.
1: Because they, they all – no, 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 because they all had – somebody gave all those people an opportunity. That's the one thing people are looking for, an opportunity.
3: And and you know what? And you get an opportunity by having something to offer. Not because, hey, I just feel like giving this guy a chance. For example, Vanderbilt. His company, his his oil refinery company was about to go under. And one of the richest men in America decided he was going to Pluck him from obscurity and give him a chance. You know why? Because that guy had something that he wanted, and he needed it badly. So, but so he needed to help him in order to help himself. You've got to have something to offer. You can't just take from somebody else. But if you
1: just blank, but if you just blankly give people, if you just blankly tell people. You know, if I don't think you're smart or if you don't look smart to me, I'm not giving you an opportunity at
3: all. Exactly. I I mean, I agree. No, you don't get an opportunity if you don't have what it takes. But if, that's if what I, I don't think but that you if I don't think that you're good enough, then you're, you're damn well not good enough. You have to show you're, me. You're, you're,
1: breaking, you're breaking up a little bit.
3: You'll have to show me that you're good enough. And if you're not good enough, I'm moving to the next man.
1: But, you but that next man might be a but comp- he just he
3: might he might be, but but it's it's my choice, not the government's choice
1: I've seen it
3: now you're breaking up, maybe it was oh. you breaking up all along no might be I understand your point, and i i i dig it to a certain extent, you know it, for, but for me, it's like being a young second lieutenant in the marine corps. We all started out equal, second lieutenants in the United States Marine Corps. Those, there were those of us who were smarter, who were more driven. There were those of us who wanted to succeed. We wanted to be Marine officers. We wanted to be young first lieutenants. But unfortunately, yeah. almost everybody advances to the rank of first lieutenant. But to get to captain, you have to be exceptional. Yeah. Not everybody gets to the rank of captain most guys in, in wind up uh you know being separated before they get to that rank because there can only be so many captains. So the 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 Marine Corps chooses the best, the cream of the crop. Now do those first lieutenants go home saying, Oh, they didn't give me a chance. They could they could have more captains. They could have given me a chance. No. You have to be the best in order to succeed. And if you're not good enough then you're simply yeah. not good enough and that could be an accident of birth quite frankly your mama oh. didn't your mama didn't hug you enough she hugged you too much she didn't get the proper dha or in in the milk you know she smoked a a cup of uh, weed while she, while she was pregnant with you all of those things contribute to a person just being plain old dumb mm, no, I don't think those good, are,
1: good I mean those are factors but I don't think that's just the main factor but you know, then but then you have people who were same rank as you but they stayed a little close to the Lieutenant. They did everything the lieutenant said and they didn't really question it. You probably question something he says like, Well, I don't think that's a great idea. They're like, Well, you know what? You question me, so you don't get that promotion that you wanted. Well
0: there I mean... are people out
1: there who well, there are people there are brown noses out there. And unfortunately and unfortunately sometimes those people get Those people get the promotions over you, even though you're more qualified, you're more smarter. And in some cases, it's maybe because you're black.
3: Well, you know what? Here's the thing. Life is not fair. Nobody ever said it was going to be, and it's not. You you, You deal with the cards that are dealt to you. But when the government, and one man in particular, decides he's going to level the playing field, it's never going to be level. There are always some of us who are smarter than others. They're always the, – I mean, for example, I give this example a lot. I, I can fly an airplane. I flew Phantoms. I flew, I, I flew the Skyhawk. I flew the, the, the Hornet in my career. Okay. But ask me how to repair an engine, a car engine, an airplane engine. There were mechanics who knew everything about the engine. There they're, are they're people who knew everything about car engines. I know nothing about any of that stuff.
1: Exactly the there are goal. people you
3: have i mean no I, have 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 certain, I have a certain i have certain skills,
1: things. but I don't do everything
3: there has to be and somebody uh, who does these things, the and some people, best people, people best are not going to, to get rich doing those things yeah,
1: but um I see oh my just had a great point you know, like, but then like he said, yeah, you have people who, like you said, they do a lot of things and Unfortunately, they make other people look bad and unfortunately the people who do look bad the people they make look bad, unfortunately they have all the power to grant a promotion.
3: Well that's now true.
1: I hear now I hear your point about, you know, you know, there's just some things I can't do. Like, for the life of me, I can't drive a car. I don't know why. I mean, I, I just can't drive a car for I never tried, but if I pocketed get in the car, I could drive it. But now, should I be picked over somebody? Now, should I be so somebody who can drive a car and has all the same qualifications and be picked over? Yeah, because probably the car is more important. I understand that. I understand that life is not going to be fair. And no one ever asks for life to be fair, but don't pick the other guy over me if we all have the qualifications and we all have the same credentials, but the only thing is he, you know him and he buys you lunch all the time or he brings you your coffee. Yeah. That's what I'm saying.
3: Well, and, and you know we, we have a we have a we've got ninety seconds to go. We're going to continue this conversation tomorrow because this series is going to go on until Thursday. If you'd like, I would love to have you again call in tomorrow because we're going to continue this all the rest of the week. Um, we've got ninety seconds left. I do appreciate your call and I appreciate your the you know your your input. You know I don't agree with a lot of it, uh, but you know there are some well. commonalities. We do have some things we do agree on um but uh, let's 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 bring this up again tomorrow 60 no seconds left thank you for calling in i do appreciate it hey i want to thank everybody for listening tonight there're plenty of things you could be doing with your time and you chose to come in and listen to my show and i so do appreciate it we're coming up on 200,000 downloads listens in just under a year and that's uh, significant for me i do appreciate it Thank you guys for listening tonight. Uh, Dana's show is coming on right after mine. Uh, Listen to his show. God bless you, folks. God bless you, and God bless the United States of America. We'll be back tomorrow.